This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. (laughs) Yes, you are human and you have a body. But you are much more than that. You are a magnificent spiritual being having a human experience. You are life. You are energy. You are spirit. And you are alive. Breathe that in for a moment. Feel free to take another deep breath. Maybe you've known this for a little while, and maybe this is new to you. The power of knowing this is immense, because knowing Who you really are gives you the capacity to change everything in your life. By knowing that you are not your history, you are not your story, you are not your body, you are not your emotions, and you are not your thoughts, you unlock the storehouse of unlimited possibilities that is always within you. You are incredible, and when you begin to believe that about yourself, your whole world can change. Valeria Telles interviews Kevin Carton, the author of The Soul Purpose Blueprint, a step-by-step guide to unlock your spiritual gifts and finally fulfill your purpose. Kevin specializes in empowering people to discover and live their soul's purpose. He began his journey when he took a leap of faith to leave pharmacy school to pursue his purpose. Within a year, he established himself as a budding expert in the personal development industry. Now, as a life mastery consultant and spiritual life and business coach, Kevin has spoken on stage in front of thousands of people, which led him to being described as a young Bob Proctor and the next Tony Robbins. He shares daily inspiration on his Instagram, at Kevin F. Carton, and his podcast, Science and Spirituality, with an international community of tens of thousands of like-minded people soaking in his advice. As a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach, Kevin's workshops and coaching programs have helped hundreds of people break through limitations and achieve greater results than they've known before. If you're looking to increase your clarity, amplify your confidence, and achieve your next level of success, Kevin's proven coaching programs can help you get there. Meet Kevin at kevincarton.com. Here is the interview with Kevin Carton. In your own words, who is Kevin Carton? 
That's a really good question. My words would describe it as uh, a human being. Uh, started off there. I mean, because when you say who is Kevin Carton, it's referring to my personality, my name, and everything I've learned in this human experience. But I, I believe we are more than that. I'm sure we'll get into that in this interview. But um, Kevin Carton is a seeker, a spiritual seeker, and just a avid student of both science and spirituality. And I would describe Kevin Carton as a as an old soul and open-hearted and open-minded being. And I do have a question about being a spiritual seeker, identifying with that. What are you seeking? What are you looking for? Yeah, it's a really good, great, great question because I think it's a paradox as well. Um, when I say spiritual seeker, uh, again, I'm referring to my personality as Kevin Carton and seeking that. When at the depth of our being, I really believe that we are all whole, perfect, and complete. And so there is no seeking that is needed to be done rather than just uh, a letting go and a, actually being a still to know our own truth. Um, so there's really not much seeking when it comes to Oh, our our truth of who we really are, but in my personality, I I, I love uh, discovering more for my own uh, experience in this human realm, like in this human birth that we call life. That's interesting the way you describe that when you talk about the personality being one thing, and then this other part of us that's whole. But isn't it everything one? It's a very very deep paradox. I mean, it's very obvious, too, that there's a paradox here because there's nothing to look for. We are whole, as you said. There's nothing to be healed, nothing to find, no destinations to arrive at. But there's a sense of, of seeking still, of getting somewhere that's better than it is now, which I'm really kind of practicing, if it, you can call it practice, not to go there, no future and just stay here. Not even stay in the moment because I don't believe in time, but it's becoming the moment, merging with life itself. But that's the play, isn't it? The dance, Gavin, this the sense of unfulfillment, of unsatisfaction. And then we are, right, that's the personality. Is that coming from, is that something, a place that we call the ego? Some people call the ego. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think uh, when we speak about ego, the first thing I always think of is it's not bad. Like there's a reason ego exists. It's like, I think ego gets a bad rap and people say like, oh, like you have to let go of your ego or even have an experience of ego death as people call it. Um, but I believe it's an integral part of, of life. Otherwise it wouldn't be existing, right? Like that we can work with our ego to have deeper, deeper experiences of, again, the truth of that wholeness, that oneness, that is life. As you said, it's a paradox. So for sure, but it, it is definitely ego. When it comes to the purpose of our soul, you speak about discovering that, uncovering what the soul is here to do, and the soul has a purpose. So talk to me about first, the basic question is, what and where is the soul? That is a really good question. Um, I don't know if I have an answer for where the soul is, yeah. Yeah. but <laughs> definitely what. Um, uh-huh. What is the soul? It's it's who we really are. It's when we let go and take away our thoughts, our emotions, our body, our personality, all of the, the ego, our individuality. When we take that away, we're not gone. It are in fact it, who we really are is now there. It's the only thing that's there. And I often think of it this way: is where were we? 
before we were born and where will we go after we pass away? As in this physical body stops you know, working in the sense like I've heard that another, just another way of looking at it as an example is if we have a friend named John who we say dies or passes away, his body is still there like here in the human realm, like right when he passes, but we say John is gone. Well, so who was really John? Like it wasn't the personality because that like the brain activity is gone, the heart stopped being, but like we say John is gone. It's like, well, where? It's like gone on to a different realm, a different dimension, like a different experience of what it means to be a soul. Like we don't, we don't have a soul. We are a soul. That's my favorite way of defining it. And all these different ways of ways of seeing that differently. So it's, that's the what, but where, who knows? Like I, I've heard it said that um, our body lives inside of our soul, like who we really are. It's not the opposite. Like most people think like, oh, we have a soul inside of us, but inside of our body, but I believe we're much more expansive and expanded than just our physical body. Like we don't end at the end of our skin. Like I believe we're more than that. How did you come to these understandings, Kevin? Uh, Yeah, it's very, uh, it's like one moment in my life I remember. um, Well, I had an aware, like awarenesses of that. Like I was here for a reason. Like there was more for my life. Like I was always had that like feeling or desire within me from a very young age. But when it was mostly awakened within me, like I felt like I had what I would call a spiritual awakening where I was deeply connected with that truth of who I really am as a soul. That was back in 2013. And I got connected with uh, a mentor of mine who taught me one thing that I've been working with since. So it's been almost eight eight years now that it's a spiritual tool uh, that helps you gain more awareness of who we really are. And the title of it is Notice What You're Noticing. And what that means is it goes a level deeper than just the regular awareness. Like most people, I think, are aware of their thoughts, of their emotions. They can see their patterns, their habits. And they, they're they aware of that. But then it's difficult to change those habits and patterns when we believe that we are those things. But going back to what we were saying before is we are a soul. We don't have a soul. So the mental activity, the emotions, the actions, the habits that we have, those are not us. But if we're just aware, if we're just noticing those things, we believe at a subtle level that we are those things. But when we notice what we're noticing, it takes a step back and then we can realize I can notice that I can notice my thoughts and I can notice that I can notice my body and my emotions and my actions. It takes it a level deeper and that that just blew my mind when I first discovered that. And that's what started my whole journey of of really connecting at a deep level with who I am as a soul. What about the idea of the unknown? Have you tried to tap into that of this kind of awareness per se that it's completely detached from knowing, not in a practiced way? It just becomes, emerges with the whatever is. It's present with what is present. And it's free, completely free. And it's unknown. Like like now, I have no idea who is speaking, what's happening here. But there's a sense of, of knowing what this mm-hmm. is. Just a sense, a feeling. But I know it's not true. I mm. don't know. There's no one who knows anything, really. Mm-hmm. As you call the soul, the soul is everything. Mm. So it cannot really know itself. 
Yeah. Talk to me for a moment about that, if I could communicate that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the way I would put it, I'll share an experience I had. It was um, in 2018, I went to Egypt on a spiritual pilgrimage with my mentor and a handful of people. And we had the opportunity to go inside one of the pyramids of Giza and go into what's called the King's Chamber. And uh, we had a 30-minute meditation there. It was pitch black. And I I just sat there and at, at the first, like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I had in my mind and this is the key in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I want to have like a deep spiritual experience. And like, as, as I kept thinking that, like I was reaching for it, trying for it, like it just, it, when it wasn't happening. But as soon as I let go of trying to understand or try to make something happen, I let all of that go. And I had an outer body experience. Like I felt like my, my spirit, like my soul, like it left my body went up into the like the universe like in like among the stars like i couldn't see any planets it was just it was just bliss honestly i felt like there was i was one with all and it was the unknown like i didn't know what was going on because there was no mind there there was no like my 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 intellectual mind of my body wasn't there and so it was that deeper experience of just knowing but also not knowing as you say that like we're all one it, it's an experience it's not something to know it's something to be in and that was it was only for a few seconds because yeah. uh, then once once I had the thought of like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> boom I just dropped right back down into my body <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I won't um, say I have like uh, control over that hmm. but that's just one experience I had of what it sounded like you were asking about yeah so it is free and but it still sounds like an experience though something you can't describe what this is it's undescribable. But it seems like you, you're able to describe, but maybe we're just using words, right, Kevin? Because we have that ability to think, reflect, and use words to communicate. So when it comes to the soul, do you believe, I think you mentioned earlier about kind of death, so there's no ending to this. The soul is infinite, endless, so it's life, right? But when you talk about that, it really sounds to me, is that something that is... Sounds like a desire of that ego that we spoke earlier, the separated self that wants to know, that's seeking really hard to get somewhere. There's a destination to be, to arrive at. Talk to me about the soul's purpose and if there's a destination. So in what is freedom to you? What would freedom look like? Liberation. Yeah. So I'll answer that, that last part first. Um, because it, it definitely speaks to then the answer to the the first part of that. Um, so freedom to me ultimately means just the experience of life in its full splendor. It's, it's fullness that it's meant to be lived in this human experience. Because again, like we have an ego, it's meant to be here. There's an experience we have in life. We have a birth date, we have a death date and everything in between. And I believe it's meant for greater expression of life itself. And that's that's why we're human. That's why we're alive. Like we're given this opportunity to live, to experience and grow. Like that is the piece where there is something to be gained or something to be experienced, something new uh, to be developed. And I believe we're on a path to higher consciousness. And so freedom to me means the ultimate expression of who we're meant to be in this lifetime. And then, of course, to support others and giving that to others, to having them have their own experience of the fullness of themselves as a human. And so I believe our soul's purpose, it it speaks to both realms, both of the soul, but then also of our human experience. Is that, again, like since the, the soul, at the soul level, we're all whole, perfect, and complete. So there's nothing that needs to be done. But 
in this human realm, there are things that that as you shared before is like it seems like that needs to be changed or like improved upon and developed. And yes, I, I believe that that is as meant to happen. Like that's that's the reason that we're alive is to grow. Like that's at the fundamental level. Like that's what we all feel. We all want growth in some way in health, in our happiness, in our spirituality, in our work or money freedom, like whatever it is, we want that greater expression. And so I believe our soul's purpose is to bring the two into such close harmony that we can allow that soul level of completeness and wholeness to permeate and then be lived into in our human experience so that we can live this life in, a, in the most joyful way. It's the best way that we can live. And so I believe you all feel that. And that's what I believe our soul's purpose is, is to bring that soul level of completeness into this human experience to have. And that would be the destination if there is one. Yes. Yes, exactly, if there is one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's interesting the way you say grow fullness, this full expression of what the soul is in a human body. Can you describe what would that look like? I mean, you mentioned the word joy. Is there something else? Yeah, actually, another important piece, and I think this is um, misunderstood by a lot of people because on one level, this might seem like it's not a part of it, but it's actually being willing to be present and 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 here and now for everything in the human experience because it's not all meant to be sunshine and rainbows like it, otherwise it would be i feel like by now like but the the human experience has the low points in life and the challenging moments the the toughness that we we experience in this human realm that um many times we might want to get rid of or or change and not go through that experience and learn what we can learn from it and so I believe another part of that, because I mentioned joy, like I believe that is like the fullest expression of our soul. But there's also the part of human suffering that some people call a suffering that we can integrate so that it's not so much suffering anymore, but it's a learning experience that we don't resist, but we embrace, which makes us stronger, which we've all heard of it before, is that if what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. But how can we actually live in that way where we don't resist or we don't um, label and make meaning out of these more challenging experiences in life that we don't want to have? Like we, we're trying to shy away from it, but it makes me think of our, our shadow. That's a buzzword that's coming more popular over the last couple of decades, like shadow work and you know integrating your shadow, understanding their shadow. And I love the the imagery of that because Think about just, you know, when you're out in this, like say on a, a, a beautiful, in a beautiful field, like and it's, it's a sunny day, you absolutely have a shadow. Like that's, that's a part of human experience. And so that's also, I believe, a part of really living our soul's purpose is knowing how we can work with and love our shadow as we are living this human experience in life. Wow. Ah, that sounds challenging <laughs> if you think from the perspective of the personality when I think about that the separated self yep that's what it says like immediately wow that's mm -hmm. really a challenge to accept everything to love as you said you use the word love to me it always comes as unconditional life unconditional wholeness so everything that happens the way it happens it's unconditional life is a soul as you call it unconditional soul living. Even the rejection of what is, be, not being in the moment, 
I mean, what is not whole, everything is. But I do understand, it's interesting, from the separated self, there's, um, I call separated wholeness, actually. That is, yeah, it's, it goes back to that dance of, I try not to make it a practice, though. Yeah. I try not to have any practices of any kind because mm. there's, no, there's no need for it. Everything is life, is the soul, as you say, doing what it does. And it, it is leading us to somewhere. Yep. It takes trust, doesn't it, Kevin? I mean, yes. yeah, trust comes to me from that space of separated wholeness. That mm. I need to trust that this is wholeness guiding mm-hmm. me. And that goes back to the feeling sometimes doesn't feel good, and then it does, and then it doesn't. That dance and that movement, it keeps moving. So with that in mind, um, what is true power to you? How do you define true power? That is a really good question. Uh, I was actually, uh, so my brother and I run a podcast ourselves and we interview you know people as well. And we had an interview this morning um, with a gentleman who talks about the combination of peace and power. In, in some experiences he has he had, that, that he had. And so it just reminds me of that conversation I literally had just like three, four hours ago. And I think even if I had, didn't have that um, conversation and him saying that, I probably would have come to this place anyway, but it just is so present for me right now. That power is peace. Like what we, what most, like the common definition of power is like money or status or even strength, like physical strength you might see as power. But I really believe true power, it comes from stillness that we can also call peace. And I believe that's true because where does every, like, if we want to define power, I believe power is, is the ability to create or the ability to do something like to, the ability to have an influence or to move something, right? Like we can consider that power. And if you go back to the very beginning of time, like what created all things? It was spirit. It was life. It was God, source, the universe, whatever label you want to use. And what is that power or what is that source, that God, the universe, and spirit? All of that, you look at any teachings from all around the world in any religions or any spirituality, when they talk about about spirit, like, you know, the spirit or the universe or God, it comes from stillness. Some, some spiritual teaching says it's, it's, everything has come from the void. What is the void? It's, it's nothingness. It's stillness. It's, in essence, also whole. Like, so I find that power is, and it comes from peace and stillness. And so power to me is that ability to know thyself is another way of putting it. And that also necess- necessitates the uh, ability to have circumstance or notice the mind or just have a a challenging thing happen in our lives and not react, but actually come from a place of responding and how we want to be in that moment. And the only place that we can come from with that is from stillness, is peace. I love that. And I have a thousand questions. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh no, tons of questions about that. I love the piece of um, emptiness though when you relate, kind of compare peace to emptiness, because Mm -hmm. it's empty and full at the same time. It's that paradox again. But then when it comes to this idea of being peaceful, coming from a place of stillness and peacefulness, I wonder if this can become another practice. It doesn't come from realization, really, or deeper realization comes from a practice where you're able to control your emotions and be calm in the face of whatever happens. So how do we know the difference between calm, peace, 
stillness, uh, indifference, being numbed or trained to control our emotions and feelings. Yeah, that's a really, really great awareness because it's a subtle thing. It really is because it could seem like, yeah, it can seem like we're coming from stillness, but more of it's actually us trying to control something. Yeah, it's the the subtle difference, at least the the experience, I would say. And this, again, could be taken, as you said, as a practice. So it's just to be wary of that is, is a letting go. It's a surrender. Like anytime that we notice that we are trying to take a certain action or to do something, to think a certain way, to feel a certain way, then we are exerting our ego, our personal self in order to have a certain result. Whereas the true experience of stillness comes from a letting go, because as you said before, the the soul is who we are. And so we are never not it. So the quote unquote work and I'm putting it in air quotes because it's not work. It's it's just the process, the way in which this happens is through a letting go and a surrender. And that that is challenging to do because we have such a deep experience with what it means to have thoughts and to control our life, to witness our emotions and then change those and working with energy and all these different things. But ultimately, all of that can fall away when we learn of how to just be and, and, and letting go. That's why I have a feeling like I just know that meditation is such a powerful helper or tool for that. But again, also can be seen as a practice when it's more of a beingness rather than the actual doing of the thing, if that makes sense. Coming from that place, Kevin, of uh, of realization of that there is just life being life. There's just the soul. It's, there's nothing else, really. That seems like it's something that no one really looks for because that implies losing the sense of control. So there's no more control, no more free will. I mean, there's no you anymore. The truth is, <laughs> there's no me. No one really searches for that because we are very much attached to the sense of me. Of I mean, we are pretty much living day by day through those lens. So, and that might be the, the most, I mean, the only death that really exists, dying to the me, to the sense of me, feeling of, of separated self. So with that in mind, that we, that's almost the impossible happening, that somebody would look for that. Like I didn't look for these um, understandings or realizations if there is, no one realized anything too, because there's nothing to realize. Um, there's no one there to realize anything. So how does it happen? Like, it's amazing how for some of us, it just happens. And for some of us, it never happens. Do you wonder why it plays this way? Wholeness plays itself in such a way. Yeah. And my my understanding or at least experience of it is that that's just what is meant to happen in life. Is that there, and it's it's all happening in different phases, right? Like, if it was all meant to happen in in a second or in a split second, then it would. But we're meant to go through this experience and some have these deeper awarenesses, some not. And I, I don't think that it's um, reserved for only a, a select few, but it does have that uh, experience that it's, uh, it's, it's hard to put the words, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I believe it's, it's just meant to happen because the, the, the one thing I always come back to is that there's only one thing happening in this entire universe and that's infinite intelligence. And so there, there is, there is a path. There is a, you know, steps to take. There are certain things that are meant to be happening, and that's, you know, I, I leave it at that because uh, we can, you know, philosophize all day about why, but what does it matter? You know, like it, it doesn't really. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> so it we, does. Come, we come back to just being, and that, <laughs> so that helps. Uh, so true. There's just infinite intelligence, right? Right. So it really seems like some of us, there's no anything that's separated anyway. So it's um, it's the illusion of there, there's something that's happening, something that's not happening, like a, a, the comment that I just made. Even this conversation is a play of life, just life happening here. And there's no one saying anything to no one. It, everything is just, wow, how amazing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I can't believe we are able to, <laughs> I mean, even having a conversation about it, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> this really, really, it, it amazes me. So my last warm-up question, wow, it's um, what do you love most about being in a human body? Mm. You know, I, I love the most about being in a human body is human relationships. It's, I, I mean, literally what you were just sharing, Valeria, is that like us have, being, having the opportunity to have this conversation is just, um, it's incredible. And it has such deep meaning. To, it has such deep meaning to me. Um, because I believe that that's what we're here to do is to to cultivate these kinds of relationships and conversations and to experience what it's mean what it means to be human. And I, I find that the the best way to to experience that is in relationships, is in being vulnerable, is in having these conversations that go beyond just our own mind and and all, which ultimately again awakens the mind even more and my favorite part of that is uh of course like this work that i do but then i would say even more uh is my relationships with uh my family and particularly my uh my partner in life um who I'm going to be married to next year. So uh, she's my fiance now. Um, but like, yeah, just that, those kinds of relationships like means the most to me. And I, I find that's uh, the greatest way of growing and learning about this human experience and who I am by means of having that reflection and, and the mirror through other people um, mm, so I can yeah. see myself more clearly. So it's just, that's my favorite part about the human experience. Because it is what you just said about the mirror. Yeah, we are able to see, it reflects back what is in operating here. So true. I love your wisdom. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that's not yours, flows through yeah. you. So thank you for being yep. open. Thank mm. you. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you wrote the book, The Soul Purpose Blueprint, a step-by-step -step guide to unlock your spiritual gifts and finally fulfill your purpose. So talk to me about the main inspiration and intention of writing this book. Yeah, so uh, I mainly wrote that because um, so many people, like when it comes to living your life's purpose, your soul's purpose, whatever label you prefer, I found that, and even for myself, that I was looking for something to do. But it's like literally our whole conversation has been surrounded around that, that it's not about something to do, but it's about a beingness. And so that whole guide is, is a step-by-step -step process of how do you really discover who you want to be in order to live your soul's purpose so that you can live uh, your human existence in a way that feels most alive-making, joyful, purposeful to you, like fulfilling. And so it's a lot of letting go as we've been talking about. And yeah, I share stories about that. And also again, exercise going through that book so that um, people can have a direct experience with that instead of just hearing about it. You are a life mastery consultant, spiritual life and business coach. So talk to me about what it's like to work with you. How do we do it? Individual groups, online, offline? 
Yeah. So I work in a various number of ways, like definitely one-to-one coaching, but then I also have uh, many different groups and different programs. But um, what I do is in essence, like what, when I'm speaking about being a spiritual life and business coach, it comes from what I call as the spiritual side of success. Because, you know, we can, again, do different things in our life to have certain levels of success in our work and money and having the relationships we want. But if it's not rooted in a connection with our, our, our soul, then I believe there's, there's something missing. And I believe that that is so needed in this world now that there, and especially for our Western society, I mean, me living in the United States, it's very prevalent here that most people are looking outside of themselves for fulfillment or joy or happiness when it's always within. And so my work is, whether it's in private or groups, and it's all online, like I work with people from all around the world, it's really all about letting go of our old paradigms or programming and belief systems so that we can open up to this infinite power and presence that we call life, the universe, God, so that we can connect at a deeper level and then bring that forth into our life, whatever that may look like. And I've been feeling more called over the last year, year and a half to support people in business because I really believe, and and this is also why, Valeria, I really appreciate your work, is I really believe that more and more people need to be let me put this in a different way because I was about to use like the need, right? But it's like, I, I believe the world is is calling for this, like more people who are awake to give their gifts in this world. And I mean, looking at the world, the world needs it. Like that I will say, like I believe the world needs a, a certain uh, renaissance of spirituality so that we can bring it into our human experience. And so my work is in supporting people in uh, starting or expanding their business in doing that. I love the way you said that. Yeah, it, there's a calling. So this reality is calling for more elevated experience. It seems like <laughs> he always goes back to the separated self, trying to look for a better reality, a better experience, which is um, it's already here. It's nowhere to be found. Coming from that perspective, it really feels that way. That's amazing. Every time I think about the play of the realization that. Everything is already full. It's already whole. And not uh, getting too caught up with um, the part that's separated. We can only live this moment, right, Kevin? This life. So we are not anywhere but here. And just really quick, that's that's why you mentioned this before, but I want to highlight it. You mentioned uh, about how I help people discover their own soul's purpose. I use that word very particularly because I found that the word discover ex- describes the exact experience because if you hyphenate the word di- discover, it's discover. In essence, what it's saying is you're taking off a cover. And in this case, it's like you're taking off a cover of what's already within. Right. It's here, like you said. So, yeah. So it, we are uncovering, right? It's, yes. just, it's unlearning, really, isn't it? It's yep. the unlearning process, which I call it the healing uh, journey. So, healing spirituality and authenticity, goodness, greatness, it, it, they are all connected. And it's interesting how it goes back to healing. I use that word a lot, and that might be the reason, the uncovering of who we are. So, you're also a yoga teacher. How did you discover yoga? That is a funny story. Uh, <laughs> back in 2014, after, um, so I was in school to get my doctorate in pharmacy, 
long story short, I didn't continue to get my doctorate because I, I wasn't aligned with that path after I had my spiritual awakening and I left. And uh, within a month after leaving, I, I took my first yoga class. I had never taken a yoga class before, but I felt guided to show up. And the teacher was just such a, a beautiful soul. And um, I felt so different. I'd never experienced something like that before. And so I asked her like, so how do you become a yoga teacher? And so she shared that with me. And then two months later, I ended up in a training program. So I've, I've been a teacher since 2015, once I got certified. Right. Uh, that resonates because yoga, it means union. So whatever it's in us, it's looking to expand, to explore that, the idea of what is to be united, to be one, then it would yeah, look for that, for yoga. That's such an interesting thing. And I never looked for yoga, but it has been in my mind all the time. I've been practicing naturally yoga. Nice. And that's yeah. kind of interesting how life, it's looking for life. Yep. <laughs> it's looking for itself. There's something that you say that kind of reflects that. You write, you are a unique expression of life and life is always seeking a fuller, freer, more expanded expression of itself in the human body, right? I'm mm -hmm. just adding that, paraphrasing you, beautifully written. But there's something else that caught my attention um, within your work, is the dream builder system. So talk to me for a moment about that, what that is and how it works. Yeah, so that's um, that's a system my my mentor has created, and I'm honored that I, I'm I'm able to take my clients through that system itself. It's so my mentor, her name is Mary Morrissey, and she has been helping people for over the last forty years, in essence, build their dreams. And so over that time, she discovered this system of transformation that she calls the Dream Builder, and it's this ten step process of clarifying, discovering, and then connecting with your vision and dream, and then working on building that in your life. And it is rooted in the, the, the thing that we've been talking about, about how it's, it's already within us and we just have to discover it. And so her words for it in, in the dream builder is that we, you can never get to your dream. You must come from it. So it's, it's an embodiment it's, it's a knowing and of course, a lot of healing and unlearning and letting go of limiting beliefs. Um, but it's, it's a full, complete system of just everything that she's learned. And yeah, it's, it's helped me in building my dreams since 2014. So uh, it works. And, and that's, yeah, I, I get the opportunity to bring my clients through that. So, Kevin, I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Before that, would you like to add anything, anything else that we didn't discuss? No, honestly, we covered so much, and I'm uh, amazed by that because it, it's such a you know a half an hour, forty minute conversation. It's um, really powerful. So, thank you. What is another word for life? God. What is your idea of God? Mm, it, my favorite definition of it is, uh, which I think only touches on a part of what God is. Uh, but if you, uh, you take it as an acronym, G O D, I. I, it's like what I see it as is grand overall design and maybe even saying is a like grand overall designer even I've actually never thought of that up until now <laughs> um, but it's, it's life itself it's it's the expression of just the infinite um, coming into the human form and God is that that power that force that has created all things and I see that also uh, science has come from that as well like I believe science and spirituality or science and God like they're they're not separate is one and the same thing as we were saying, you were saying before is like, it's two, but it's actually one. Like, um, I believe God is all 
God is everything. And there's, again, just different names for God. Like you can call it the universe spirit, like different religions. I know Allah is another one. Like it's just different names for the same one experience or one thing that is here in life or infinite intelligence. Do you somehow also connect the idea of God to unconditional love or love itself? Yes, 100%. That's actually another word uh, I've heard is like uh, synonymous to it. God is love. It really feels like it's life is everything, which includes, as you said, the shadow, uh, the dark sides and all the all the horrible things that we perceive to be horrible. Uh, so it includes everything. There's no separation. And that's when it comes to me that, but there's something benevolent about this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that we call love. It has to be because just being a human body or being here, it's fulfillment. This is already incredible. This is a miracle. So it has to be, it's giving the opportunity to experience itself that you call it soul in a human body. So how amazing, I mean, how much better can this get? I <laughs> I mean, know, some people yes. ask the question, right? How much better can it get? I actually ask the question the opposite way, like, this is it. This is amazing. Don't you mm. see? Mm-hmm. Talking to my separated self. Yeah. <laughs> it's already exactly. amazing. Yes. My last question is, what are three things about this experience called life you wish everyone to experience, to feel actually, before they lose the body? Yeah, definitely the first and foremost is is to feel and know themselves as a soul. Uh, because then the death that we call in this human experience is just another experience that we go through. It's not an ending. It's actually just a, a new beginning. Um, so definitely the experience as a soul so that uh, there's no more fear of death really. And nor, actually also no more fear of life. Because life is seemingly scary when we're only looking through the lens of our human self. But when we know ourselves as the soul, and I'm saying no, because that's, that's an experience that's grounded. It's not just a fleeting experience. So that's the first thing. Second thing for sure is also love, a deep, deep knowing of what love is. And that actually has two components. So it could be the, the second and third here. So the first experience of love is to love ourselves, is to know what it means to actually really have a deep love for ourselves. Like if anyone's never experienced that, but think of maybe a love for a child or love for a parent or a significant other, or even a pet, like that deep, deep love, the experience of having that for ourselves. So that's the first thing. And then this, the, the, the third, the second part of that, but the third experience I would love for everyone to have is, is a deep love for another human being. And that could be anyone, but it, that deep love for another human being starts to really connect at a deep level. It kind of sparks us just that love for ourselves as well. It's kind of like the, it's like the chicken or the egg, like what comes first, right? Um, but it's, it's both of those. And I, I think life is incomplete without having those experiences. Before we say goodbye, I wanted to thank you again for your beautiful presence. Uh, this expression of life itself, just being it in, in the most beautiful, clear, free way. Thank you, Kevin, for being you. Where can we find more information about you, your work, books, guides, services, and future projects? Definitely. So first off, my website is kevincarton.com. Uh, so that's where you can find mostly everything. But then I'm also most active on my Instagram account, which is at Kevin F, as in Francis, Carton. So Kevin F. Carton. 
And then the final thing is uh, my brother and I have a, a, a podcast that we put out an episode every week. So that's where we share most of our information and just our work in the world. It's it's science and spirituality. And you can look up that up on any, any major platform or even on Google, actually. We're a very top result of uh, a podcast around that. Oh, that sounds great, too. And we didn't get to talk about it, actually. Yeah, but okay. yeah, I'll take a look at it after here. Thank you so much again, Kevin. And we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kevin Carton and his work, please visit kevincarton.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>